Welcome to the Private School Marketing Minute podcast, the weekly podcast teaching you how to get more students and keep more students enrolled in 10 minutes or less. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. My name is Nick, and I am the host of this podcast and of this episode. I hope you're having an awesome week. Happy that you're here. Got some updates for you. The garden is kind of blooming, kind of blooming right now. We just had our first harvest of a handful, by a handful, I mean two stocks of spinach. Count them, baby. Two stocks of spinach. That's going to be a nice topping to our soup tonight. <laughs> I've got uh, a bunch of new seeds that I bought and I started them in some seed trays for transplants. I got a gardening book. So I'm heavily invested in this gardening thing. I think it's been good for me too. We got uh, a couple things going on at the house this weekend. I'm thinking about actually posting some SEO results and the strategy on my website. I've been working on uh, the company's website to getting it to show up higher in organic search for a bit now and i'm considering posting those results maybe once a month or so uh, so you guys can kind of follow that process along because i mean the proof is in the pudding right you can't just be talking about it gotta prove that you know what you're doing i've been thinking about that um well you guys let me know what you think shoot me a message on linkedin uh if that's something that you'd want to see that's linked in the show notes and I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the purchasers of my book and the people who requested their free copy of the book in July. So shout out to Hunter, Neb, Jim, Haley, Gary, Wesley. I'm not sure about the Amazon purchasers because I can't get that information, but uh, so people have purchased it on there. So thank you to all of you as well. Now, today I wanted to talk to you about marketing your school and how if it's hard, well, it might not be your fault. And by your fault, I mean the fart, the fault, (laughs) the fart. (laughs) I mean the fault of the marketing department. I wanted to talk to you about this because it can be frustrating for a marketer who's tasked with the job of getting people to commit to the school when the odds are stacked against said marketer. Now, I'm not talking about those odds being the time restraints, and maybe the resources that they have access to. I'm not talking about any of that. What I'm talking about is the values that their school holds to and how they make sure those values ring true, which ultimately is to say what makes that school unique. Now, these things are kind of in control of the school marketer, and I think a big part of their job is to vision cast and to get the right people on board with the things that will ultimately make their school a place that parents are begging to enroll in. Those are the sorts of things that I wanted to talk to you about today. Now, this kind of reminds me of the phrase, you can't put lipstick on a pig, right? You heard that one? Uh, I was working with a real estate agent a while back who also flipped houses, and he told me about a saying that they have, which is to lipstick it basically meant make this trashy house look good, (laughs) you know, not to actually be perfectly structurally good. You know, the sink may not be perfectly in the center, the caulking around the edges might be a little shifty, but to make it look good on the surface, maybe just not so good in the bones. I don't think your school's a pig. You know, baby pigs are super cute. I'd love to have one, but what I'm getting at is that it's much easier to market a school 
when it looks good and also is good. I think the best way maybe to illustrate this is with a story. You know, I love to tell stories. So I wanted to share with you one of the many times that I was tasked with marketing a bad product. Um, Early in my career, I had to say yes to everything as you do when you're starting out to get the experience. Um, And thankfully, now I can be more choosy, which is where every school wants to be, by the way. You want to have the ability to select the students that uh, will remain enrolled the longest and bring the most joy to the school, which is why you want to build a wait list. But I digress. I wanted to tell you about the story of one of my clients in the past who will remain nameless. Now, they had aspirations to be a really cool lifestyle brand like Knockarounds. Knockarounds is a, they call themselves the original affordable sunglasses brand. Uh, This business, by the way, was a photography business who sold photography products, um, camera stuff, tripods, things like that. Um, Knockarounds was kind of like the business that they wanted to be like, but Knockarounds had a lot of good things going for it, like limited edition drops, custom-made sunglasses. They were a cheap brand, which was also cool, uh, which isn't really around for sunglasses. All the brand-name sunglasses are 100 bucks or more. Um, celebrities wore them. They still do. They're time-tested, so I think they've been around since 2007, 15 years or so. Uh, they had collaborations with other big companies and brands like MLB and sports brands, things like this. So they had a lot of stuff going for them. The problem with uh, my client was that their products were just not very unique. They were pretty generic. Uh, you could think of like the stuff that you would buy on Amazon, the non no, the non name brand photography items. Uh, And that was the problem. People could buy the same thing on Amazon for cheaper or the same price and get faster delivery and or better, quicker returns or customer support. Now, the only thing that we could really settle on as far as a differentiator was that the products were photographer vetted, meaning the owner of the company was also a photographer and was able to kind of say, you know, I tested these products, they're cheap, but they're good. You know, they'll work, they'll get the job done, which is a good differentiator, but it wasn't all the way true, if we're being honest. I mean, they didn't choose these products by hand. They bought a business from somebody who was already selling these and inherited the inventory. So yeah, um, take that for what it's worth. Their business prior to that uh, was built on Facebook advertising when... Facebook advertising was in its prime. Uh, they used to Facebook used to basically be able to guarantee that you would make money on their advertising platform because they had so much data and were able to target people so well they could pretty much find you buyers. Uh, that era made a lot of businesses and also destroyed a lot of businesses a little bit later on when those uh, things changed on Facebook. It's just similar to what happens during good economic times. In the good economic times, a lot of businesses pop up and are produced and seem to be thriving. But once economic things slow down, all those businesses get trimmed out. The fat gets trimmed out because it's harder. Uh, There's more economic pressures and only the strongest businesses survive. So that was kind of 
their situation. What I want to ask is, is your school offering a generic product? Could someone get what you're offering at the other private school down the road? Uh, something to be said here about being a price simplifier or a product simplifier, that's a topic for another podcast because we can go more in depth about that. But basically, there's something to be said about being the same school with a little bit of a cheaper price tag. We can get more into that later. Be on the lookout for that episode. I don't think, getting back to the topic of, you know, is your, is your school a bad product or is it generic? I don't think most schools are bad because most private schools have withstood the test of time. They've been around for decades or more, which is the hardest test to pass. Uh, proves whether or not you're good or bad. But I think the majority of private schools are generic, or rather, that is a perception that they give off, meaning they are not doing a good enough job at communicating the things that make them different. That brings us back to your role as the marketer. The best way to make your marketing more effective across the board is to have some unique angle to pitch your school from, something that makes you different from the other schools in your area. It's because marketing a unique product is easy. It's much easier than marketing something generic. Uh, I remember I was listening to Mark Cuban. I think it was Mark Cuban on an interview. I come, came across it somehow, and he was talking about this business that he invested in on Shark Tank. The business was a straw that you would drink through, and it would get rid of your hiccups almost instantly. And he said it was a no-brainer to invest in this because it basically sells itself. You want a market to market a school that sells itself. Your school can sell itself by being unique. I read about this a lot in my new book, which many people have been requesting, purchasing and sharing. So I would encourage you to get that book and to read more about how to find the things that make you unique and how to create advertisements that bring those unique aspects to the forefront. Right, so I hope this episode helps you figure out what those things are, spark some ideas for you. If it does, reach out to me on reach out to me on LinkedIn. We can talk more about your specific school uh, and and give you some more advice there. That's linked in the show notes below. I hope you enjoy your week. As always, I've been Nick, and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.